The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of the human race. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light which enlightens everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who receive him, who believe in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only begotten son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks ahead of me, because he was before me. From his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only begotten Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. The Gospel of the Lord. Welcome everyone to this glorious celebration. Merry Christmas to you all. This is a wonderful day for us to celebrate because it really impacts us in the most direct way. Christ was born so we could be reconciled to the Father. We could receive everlasting life. It doesn't get any better than that. It's a free gift. And here we are saying, thank you, God. To try to verbalize the awesome mystery of the Incarnation is quite impossible. Many metaphors have been used throughout the scriptures to describe God. For example, my rock of salvation, my shield, my fortress, the lion of the tribe of Judah, and all kinds of other metaphors. I will try a couple of metaphors this morning to also bring to bear the great mystery that we are all now sharing in. First metaphor would be the impact that Christ has in the world. So consider a still body of water like a pond without any ripple. If you drop in the center of the pond a rock, it's going to have an effect. And the effect will be concentric circles coming out, little waves, continually coming out from that center until it reaches the shore. And what that's meant to say is that the impact of Christ in our culture, in our society, is, is like that. It's God's presence going everywhere. God brought 
his presence to the world through Christ, who took on our flesh. And so even the secular society represents and agrees that this is such an important event, it divides history before and after the Incarnation, B.C. and A.D. The whole calendar is based on that. But more deeply, it means that from this Incarnation of Christ comes grace. And grace is what saves us. And it comes out in all directions without ceasing for anyone who partakes in it. It flows back into the Old Testament to redeem all those who had died centuries before the Incarnation. The righteous men and women like Abraham, Isaac and Jacob and Moses, Deborah and Judith, all of those who were waiting in Sheol for centuries. The grace of God flows back to redeem them, to buy them back. The grace of God flows to the future so that not just us today, but your children and your grandchildren, their children, all future generations have this awesome privilege of sharing in the redemption that Christ brings. That grace of God, if we allow it, can flow back into our own personal histories and redeeming our past so that our past does not have to define our future because we have often made mistakes in the past and we think we're done in or we're always thinking about I should have done this, I should have done that. The grace of God goes back if we allow it and redeems all of it, heals it and says you are mine, I have purchased you. That's why Jesus when he came into the world, and this is stated in the book of Revelation, Behold, I make all things new. All things. For those who open their heart, he will renew us. Even in our dark moments, he'll redeem that. There's something else that comes out from this center that flows just wave after wave, and that's God's mercy, just flowing from the center. Jesus Christ is the face of God the Father. And God the Father is mercy itself. And what Jesus has come into the world to show us is the Father's love. Jesus often spoke about that love in parables, the most famous being the parable of the prodigal son, where the prodigal son wanted the share of his inheritance even before the father died. The father gave that inheritance and he went off and squandered it and was so desperate after he spent all his money that he was eating the food that would otherwise feed the pigs. And he was desperate, starving, and then he remembered, I have a father still. Let me go back to him and ask him to set me as a slave because I know the slaves are treated well by my father. And as soon as he comes back and the father sees him, the father runs out to him and then folds him in his arms and says, you are my son. Wrap the best robe around him, put a ring on his finger, sandals on his feet, kill the fatted calf, and let's party. That's the incarnation. That's God's mercy. And that's why we're here, because we celebrate that. We know we've made mistakes, and we will make mistakes in the future. Sins, maybe grievous sins. That mercy is there for us who repent. So let's go back to that image of the rock dropping into the center of the pond. 
And I said the grace goes out in all directions, but the center is what we really have to now be recognizing, because it's right here. It's right here in this Mass. The altar, you see, is right behind the manger scene. And that's for a very particular purpose, because the altar is the true manger. The power of the Holy Spirit will overshadow the bread and wine, just as the Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary. Mary conceived and gave birth to Christ. When the power of the Holy Spirit overshadows the bread and wine, Christ is there. Body, blood, soul, and divinity. The incarnation is there. It's here. And it's going to be in us. Now that's how personal this whole celebration of Christmas is. The sacraments prolong the incarnation. And when they're in us, we prolong the incarnation. One last image. Let's consider Christ to be like a full-length mirror. Now, when you look at a mirror and you're standing in front of it, you see the mirror for sure. You also see yourself. Now, we have free will, and we can say to God, I don't have time really to spend with you. I've got too many other things to do, and I'm not sure I believe. So I will step back, and I will not enter into a relationship with you. Maybe not that direct, but through circumstances, we don't really engage our faith. The result of that is the mirror is still there, and Christ is the mirror, and he reflects the Father. That's what was said in today's second reading from the letter to the Hebrews. He, that is Christ, is the reflection of God's glory and the exact imprint of God's very being. But when we step back from that mirror, let's say we're 100 feet back, we do see the mirror, but it's way in the distance. We don't really see much that's reflected in it. It's kind of fuzzy. What God is always beckoning us to do is come close and close and closer. And as we do, things start to take shape and focus. Not only we see the mirror more clearly, and what it's reflecting, we see us. And that's what God wants. Because let's say we're 10 feet in front of the mirror now. And now we see things that we didn't see before about us. Maybe we see things that we think, well, I need to correct that. Maybe there's a stain from lunch on our blouse or shirt, a little mess. Or maybe our shoes are undone or there's messy hair, whatever. We see that because we're in front of the mirror, which is Christ. What Christ wants us to do is come close to him, and he will bring us to that perfection that he is. That's what was said in the gospel, that God came into the world to take on flesh. And St. Augustine said this beautifully. God shared in our humanity so that we would share in his divinity, become partakers of the divine nature. And what God will show us is amazing things. Not just the surface things, but deep within our soul. Maybe some dark areas that need healing. Sins that we hadn't really realized were doing such damage. He will reveal that to us. He will show us our intrinsic value, our beauty. That we're created in God's image and likeness for his workmanship. The apple of his eye. All of that is 
implicit in the incarnation. The Vatican II document, Gaudium et Spes, said it best. Christ, by revealing the mystery of the Father, fully reveals man to himself and makes his supreme calling clear. That's it. Christ, by revealing the mystery of the Father, reveals the mystery of us and makes our calling clear. Thomas Merton said it this way, the secret of my identity is hidden in the love and mercy of God. If I find him, I find myself. So on this beautiful celebration of the incarnation, let us acknowledge the love of God. Come close to him through Christ. Pray every day. Read the scriptures every day. Come to the sacraments. And we will be like that person standing in front of Christ who will show us everything. The love of the Father, his salvation offered to us, and our intrinsic value in him. And then all becomes clear. And although there's darkness and confusion in the world, not in our soul. Our soul is in Christ. Christ is living in us. Let us rejoice and be glad and make this the best Christmas we've ever celebrated and this new year a wonderful new year because we've decided I'm going to come close to Christ this year. I will not stand back. I will allow him to unfold me in his love and in his mercy.